North Carolina, come on and raise okay, that's up. Petey Pablo is not even. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they're playing at Kane's games now. Welcome to the Brew News Podcast. All the news that's fit to be brewed. I'm Andrew Jennings. And I'm Travis Manzoli. And this week, we're doing one of my favorite breweries. I think it's one of Travis's favorite breweries, but I sort of pushed this one. Uh, well, that's okay because I pushed Burial. Yeah, it's, it's fair. <clears throat> we each got, uh, and we made this work, we made them work sympa- simpatico together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, we are doing high- Teamwork makes the dream work. Heck yeah. Um, and that's what you need when you are traipsing across that high wire, sir. Yeah, when you're a trapeze artist. You gotta trust your nets there. Absolutely, you gotta have someone there that's gonna catch you when you fall. If you are going to be, I don't know, in a three-ring circus, you want to make sure you have the right people in the second and third ring. Uh huh. I don't know. I've never been part of a circus. I'm just gonna say, let's take it to the big top. Oh god, dang it, that was terrible. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Brought it back. So we're talking high wire this week. Let's tame it down a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I I was trying to clown card more with these puns, but at this point, I just keep going back to um, <laughs> clowns, and I'm out. You know the yak woman. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a good cook. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. So we're doing high wire brewing out of Asheville. Um, Trav, so we what, stayed in Asheville. We stayed in Asheville. <laughs> True. Uh, Trav, what was your first time with high wire? Oof. Uh, I'm going to say it was probably either low pitch. It was either low pitch or high pitch or like bed of nails. It was one of those three. I know because back what in like 2014, 2015, when I started getting into craft beer, it, that was about all you saw from high wire around here. It wouldn't have been low pitch cause they came out with that maybe 15 or 16, but it was probably yeah. high pitch. So, yeah, high pitch was one of the first ones I know I had. Better Nails may have been the first one. Um, but of their original four core beers, high pitch and Better Nails are the only two that are still around. Yeah, there's not, and I haven't, we'll get into it later, but I haven't had some of their other ones. Uh, let's see, my earliest check-in of High Wire is 2017, huh. and that was Better Nails. That's not maybe the first time I had it, but that's the first time I probably had untapped. Yeah, that's also fair. Okay, yeah. And my first, Andrew, what my, was your first time? With I think it was high pitch. I feel confident it was high pitch because you, you can't go wrong with the hippo telling you. Mean you, you didn't see the sousaphone first? No, no because, because low, pitch, low yep. pitch, I, the minute I saw low pitch, I bought it. But um, yeah, high pitch was, I think, my first. It was either high pitch or better nails. I, I can't, couldn't tell you which. Um, it may have been Strongman. That's always a fun one. Like they're old. I don't think I've ever had that. Oh, it's their, one of their winter seasonals. It's a coffee stout. It's really good. Um, but they do a lot of really fun, they're, especially their old artwork, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about their old artwork versus their new artwork in a little bit. But um, their old artwork was always so enticing to me. Like I want to drink that beer. It's very loud and eye-catching. It's also like very like 1920s, 1930s Carnival Barker type of like, like you could imagine a poster up on the wall. Come visit oh, yeah, the yeah. world famous talking hippo. Mm-hmm. Watch this dog play who's a phone. Step right up, lads and ladies. Or I don't know. I'm not peanuts. A old, get your peanuts. Yeah, that's a ballpark. I'm, I'm <laughs> obviously not an old time uh, Carney Barker. Just think Greatest Showman. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like a Carney Barker. Like if you th- if if I say the words Carney Barker to you and you have a picture of not some like little kid. I know like, Bob Barker. Carney. I'm just kidding. Carney Blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carney Blood. Oof, gosh, that's a good beer. It was. 
It was a lot. I think I got one more. Oh, God. Um, you I gotta killed, drink your beer faster. I killed a lot of carnies. <laughs> I make five. <laughs> I have 10 gallons of beer in fermenters right now. <laughs> Either buy it or make it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh. <sighs> Well, Andrew, why don't we jump into the history? <clears throat> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not doing history anymore. <laughs> yeah. Highwire Brewing was started in 2013 and took over for Craggy Brewing. Yeah, Craggy Brewing, yeah. one of the only breweries in Nashville to fail. Never even heard of them. That's why. You know who else failed recent or what? Like four years ago, maybe Lab. Yeah. Well, they got. Bought by Canarchy for a hot minute, and then they they're, they just went under. Yeah, they're permanently because like last time we were in Asheville, I looked them up. I was like, oh, what about Lab Brewing? Like we haven't been there. Because their food was always good. I don't think I ever actually made it over there. Oh wow. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> it closed before I ever got to it. R.I.P. Buddies. Four shocks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but <laughs> Highwire is owned by co-owners Chris Frosaker, Matt Kiger, and Adam Charnack. Now, I think these are the three founders. I think uh, Matt may no, no longer be a part of the group because I couldn't find anything uh, in the last three years that mentions him. But Chris and Adam are still part of the um, the ownership group. Gotcha. Uh, now, Chris and Matt were actually pharmacists before opening Highwire. Went from peddling pills to peddling brews. Yep. Um, but neither of, none of these guys are the brewers. So um, I read, uh, listened to an interview with Chris this uh, actually earlier today. And he said, like, this was really good for them because since they're not part of the brewing staff, all they have to focus on is the marketing. So think a little bit like Little Brother. Yeah. Like the, owner in that, the owners in that group, they don't touch the brewing. They don't have to be involved with that. They don't, they don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know if Joymongers is the same way in town, but I think those guys that started it, I don't think, because they all have like old Natty Greens brewers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, that's not the worst thing. Like if you want to own a brewery, but you don't actually know anything about. Or if you don't brewery. want to learn. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, there's a there's a big difference from going to home brewing like what you do to oh being God. production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially how they've got it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so originally, their original uh, brewers were Luke Colgate and Nick Allenmont. Um, they were actually the craggy brewing brewers. That's a bold step hiring the now closed breweries head brewers. Well, the reason was they bought it right out. So they bought all the equipment. They bought the, they bought the space, the equipment. And the brewers. And the, well, they hired them. They were like, these guys are standing next to the the (laughs) brewing kettles. Do they come with the place? And they're like, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Why not? Um, But they did that because they had these guys already knew how to work on that equipment. There was Ah. no learning curve at all. It's like we just got to get. So did Craggy Brewing go out because of like shitty beer, or did they go out because they just had a bad business model, or what? I don't know. But let's think back to 2013 in Asheville. The South Slope is desolate. uh, ABC wasteland. No, it's ABC. Like, that's the only brewery on the South Slope. 2013 was when, uh, I think, Green Man opened around 2013. You had... Burial would have come a little after that. Burial was also 2013. Yeah. And Highwire opened in 2013. So Mm -hmm. South Slope wasn't a thing. No, you probably still had Dirty Jacks, which is where Green Man started, right? Mm -hmm. And then you may have had... Thirsty Monk. Yeah. And that's not technically South Slope. Asheville Brewing Company? The ABC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ABC was there. Um, Okay, yeah. ABC's like one of the OG OGs. Yeah, yeah, and they're balling. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and Highland was open, but their location is not. Yeah, downtown. they're not South Slope. Yeah, they're yeah. off the beaten path, and their taproom hours are ridiculous. Maybe, yeah, definitely. 
Well, the one time we tried to go, they didn't even open for an hour when we showed up at like three in the afternoon. It's like four o'clock. Like, oh, come on. You have Google. <laughs> well, uh, we weren't looking at it. All right. <laughs> yep. So when they opened, they launched with both a tap room and six packs to go. Highwire embodies the idea that you can take the science of brewing seriously, but do not take yourself seriously. Craft beer should be approachable. Yep. And I will say. Should be like, come on in. Inviting. Bienvenue. Welcome. Come on in. Welcome in? <laughs> this is what happens when we drink a lot when we drink before we do the history portion um which is every time yeah. behind the veil <sighs> go back that curtain behind the curtain <laughs> but yeah um yeah it's true like they they're they were sort of founded on the circus theme but they take what they do seriously but they don't want to take themselves too seriously yeah so it's not snooty like andrew said like the old style it was fun it was whimsical it was high wire circus which is implies like fun you know sideshowish kind of thing and like it's not to be taken seriously i did want to bring up uh i thought about including this in the notes and then i i decided not to at the end of the day um but i'm gonna bring it up now because why not content baby um i was not gonna do it but now i'm gonna do it i'm doing it now um the Asheville used to be a training ground for circuses um huh so I thought that High ca- calling them, well, no, just because like no one was there, train mm-hmm. tracks, you know, there things you like that. Um, <clears throat> so the new Belgium site actually in Asheville is uh, on one of the old um, circus training grounds. So if you go uh-huh. to the new Belgium and do their tour, they'll talk about it. Is that why Brownfield? It became a Brownfield after, but yes. Because oh, <laughs> of the elephant poop? Not because of the elephant poop. Um, but if you go there, they have big murals in their brewing facility in honor of the what it used to be. So I mm. actually thought Highwire was named because of that. Turns out, no. It's just their their idea of whimsy. Ah, there you go. <laughs> well, here's a little excerpt from Highwire. It says, at our core, we brew beer we want to drink on a regular basis. Beer we can sit down and have multiple pints with friends. Our flagship and seasonal offerings are brewed to be balanced and approachable. How brewers have been striving to brew beers for thousands of years. Brewing beers with a connection to the past is important to Highwire. While paying homage to the past, brewing should be fun. Should it? it absolutely or should it be, be work? No, it should not be work. Oh. If you're brewing... Tell that to all the shift brewers out there, Andrew. If you're working for Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> or any other large-scale production facility. Yeah, any production brewery well, you still should have fun. Like, it depends on, like, we'll talk about it in a minute. Have a shift beer. Does that make it fun? You're talking about shift beer, the... The shift beers that someone came out with, I think Anheuser Busch came out with, like the shift. You remember those? No, you get a shift beer. Like a lot of people that I like, we have some people that we follow who are brewers. Oh yeah, and it's like a thing. Like at the end of your shift, Mm -hmm. you get a shift beer. Like it's a free beer on the house. But there was a brand that came out a couple years ago called Shift Beer, and it was they had like a light and a dark. I don't remember that. Yeah, I think it was an Anheuser Busch or Miller Coors situation. Hmm. Like yeah. Our brewers brew so hard all day, and then they get off, and they have a shift beer. You should have one at home, too, because you work hard, too. Here's Budweiser in a different can. You pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hot damn. <laughs> you tricked me, bud. <laughs> um, Honey, throw on my Dale Earnhardt jacket, and let's get out there and get a shift beer. Uh, so, I'm drinking out of our Winston Cup cups. Oh, <laughs> now that's a deep cut. That is. <laughs> that's like three cups, <laughs> cups ago. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, let me light up the Marlboros. <laughs> yeah, cowboy killers. <laughs> so uh, they do hire local artists for all their artwork. Um, and Used to? 
No, they still do. And okay. They, because the, it's a local marketing firm that does all their current. Oh, okay. Uh, that, I was it's the say, same like, marketing Somebody's firm. really had to pare it down lately. Yeah. So they, they changed. They didn't change marketing firms. They just changed um, overarching direct uh, like direction. <laughs> that poor marketing person's like, all right, I got all these concepts for circus stuff. What do you guys think? Actually, we're going to go with the cleaner design. Just like silently rips up <laughs> like all of these things of carny stuff that they've been drawing for months. God dang my mother. Cry on the side. <laughs> um, but they do. And that they, also includes their tap rooms. Though. They do have local art in their tap rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, now they desire to be connected to their home and to be woven into the working of this little circus town we call Asheville. Those are their words, not mine. I mean, it kind of is a circus town. It is. Asheville's grunge. Yep. It's crunchy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. I'd like to. I, like I mean, crunch. the double decker. Uh, British bus that serves coffee. Ooh, I didn't know that. You don't know that one? No. Wait, wait, that's over by... Um, it's on the way to, like, it's down Biltmore Avenue. Like, if you're going down the mountain from, like, Pack Square towards Wicked Weed and Orange Peel. Oh, yeah, 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 I know exactly. Yeah, 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 it's like in an alleyway. It's like yeah. someone just took a bus, like... Oh, yeah, so literally a, a double-decker yeah, bus, like, yeah. parked in an alleyway. <laughs> Actually, there's a side street there, but it's in an alleyway. It's got a little fence around it, but you can have coffee, like... On yeah. the first floor or the second floor of the double decker bus. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the one thing I did find interesting is they pride themselves on their loggering. So they have their website is not really. Don't filled. we all? Oh. No, no one should. Um, Andrew doesn't. My loggers, are, my loggers are good, though. I don't make bad loggers. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You don't have to be. My logger, my Roush beer got third place at my last competition. Against my local homebrew competition against two other Roush beers. No, there was no Roush. <laughs> there were no other Roush beers. I was com- and you came in third. I was com- no, no, no. Oh, hold on a second. There was no other entrance, and I came in third. No, no, no. They put in. Um, they took all the folks that didn't submit enough to have like a full style, so uh, they were doing full style. So like, I was I wound up at third against like a Dunkel Hellas, and uh, I can't remember what the second place one was. <laughs> I just had this <laughs> image of you getting like a third place medal, and be like, how many entrants were in the competition? Just yours. But I got the third, but yeah, we know. I entered a year old Roush beer in, and the only knocks I got from the judges were, this should be carbonated more. No shit. It's been sitting in my fridge for a year. <laughs> I agree with you completely. It's probably gotten a little flat. <laughs> the sausage notes are perfect. <laughs> they were, I was like, they were like, yeah, yeah, you named this right. Yo, BLT minus the B and the, minus the LT. <laughs> Gosh, oh baby. Dude, I nailed that, man. Yeah. That's a good beer. Anyways. Highwire is very proud of their lagering, yeah. unlike Andrew. I am, they actually even I have am, a whole page dedicated to lagering. I'm very like tolerable in my lagering. Andrew's very anti-lager, anti-pilsner. Well, their lagering actually explains a lot of their growth and a lot of their um, their brewing capacity too. Is actually mm-hmm. due to their insistence on lagering, and it's and the, you got to have capacity. You got to have tanks to you lager. Got to have tanks to lager. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about their tanks. So Sarah Gulata is their current hot side production brewer. I don't know what that means, but it sounds cool. So hot side production is everything bef- uh, up to the boil. Going in the fermenters? Oh. Up to, yeah, so going to the fermenters. So everything where you don't need to worry about sterility as much. So mm-hmm. when if you come and brew with me... She's just brewing over an open flame 24-7. No, no, no. She's got, <laughs> she's got a monster. <laughs> she's got a monster setup. But like... Um, you can have a very large open flame. 
Not anymore. No, no, no. Not, not that size. Not, not at her size. Come on. Oh, yeah. So she and one other person, so she did it up. So as part of the UNCG Well-Crafted series, she was uh, interviewed in 2018. Um, and she is their hot side production brewer uh, on their website. You can still see her photo. So I'm assuming she's still their hot side production brewer. We hope. Her husband is on the cold side. He's actually their, uh, one of like their the other side mat. of the pillow. Yeah. He's cool. He's on the cool side. He's the mm-hmm. Billy He's Dee the Barry Man. Oh, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that goes uh, down smooth. Mm, Just Colt, like Billy D. <laughs> Colt 45. Uh, ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, he's on the cellaring side. So he's the cold side. So cold side is where you get all the yeasty beasties and you have to deal with like a lot. Of, you have to be very careful with your sterility. Hot side, you really focus more on your precision and your science. She's like one of those people that paints by just like throwing paint at a wall. No, 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 no. He's in like a sterile suit. She has to be able to do everything the same every time to have the same output going in once you get to the yeast side that's when you really can you do a little bit you do some artistry with the recipe design on the hot side but once you're out of that and onto the yeast she doesn't do a hot any um dry hopping she doesn't deal with the yeast temperatures and that's where you really run into trouble so that them yeasties do weird things to your beer Gotcha. Uh, so they have a 30-barrel brew house. They have 19 to 90-barrel fermenters and a few 60-barrel fermenters. They have a four-vessel super-efficient mash mixer, a lotter ton, a kettle, and whirlpool. So which a, I'll, I'll explain. Sorry. There's no yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't say, know I, what a lotter ton, a kettle, and a whirlpool. Let What's me, a lotter Let ton? me jump in here. <laughs> so um, They just got these things. I'm going to keep reading. Yeah. So they have a four-vessel system. So think... You've done the Sierra Nevada tour, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Sierra, they have those four big vessels mm-hmm. at the front. That's what this system is. They have a mini version of that. So uh, Sierra and New Belgium both run 200-barrel systems. So they run a four-vessel, 200-barrel system. As of 2018, Highwire is running a 30-barrel four-vessel system. Yes. So I think New Belgium's max output is, what, a million barrels? Mm-hmm. I think that's right. For, you tell me. I think it's right. Uh, a year. A million barrels a year. So they have a one-seventh mm, of that capacity. Not, I was going to say not a fifth. But like a little bit less than a seventh. Or no, a fourth. Sorry, a quarter of that capacity. It's just a little under a quarter. They have right? a 30-barrel system out of 200? Yeah, 50 would be a quarter. Yeah, or six would get you to 180 oh, barrels. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah. They have one-sixth to one-seventh of capacity, yeah. Um, but what Sarah was saying was they were running a 30-barrel system up until 2018. They added, uh, not 30, they were running a three-vessel system up until 2018. They upped it to a four-vessel system, and because... Which vessel did they add? Um, the honestly, probably the latter ton. They probably already had a Whirlpool. Whirlpool's part of the three-vessel system. I don't know what a latter ton is. I know. Okay. I know. Essentially, it just keeps, the, keeps it moving, but uh, it... Hmm. allowed them to go from brewing three times a day, which is what you can do in a three-vessel system, to four times a day. Really, it just keeps your wort moving. It's a time of vessel. Sure. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> from three to four, and you can brew three times a day to four times a day. But that means they can brew... You get an extra brew day. They can brew two uh, two full sets of their 60-barrel fermenters in a single day. Mm-hmm. Up in, Before that, up into 2017, they had a 15,000-barrel system on the three-vessel. Uh, 15,000 barrels a year uh, on three-vessel system. Sorry. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. uh, Sarah was speculating that this was in 2018, literally right after they had installed their fourth vessel. She was like, I think we can get up to... Wessel. Wessel. Um, She said, I think we can get up to 20,000 barrels easy. Mm -hmm. Now, this is 2017 numbers. Uh, Also, 
she says that there's only two people that run their entire hot side production. Hmm. It's her and one other person doing everything. And she's like, that's how efficient they are. There you go. Well, let's talk distribution for a second. So very, very quickly. Highwire currently distributes into, of course, North Carolina, because that's where we're from. South Carolina, Tennessee, Ohio, Georgia, Kentucky, Alabama, and Virginia. So pretty much the southeastern United States with Ohio thrown in there. So Ohio is weird. Uh, apparently, uh, this is part of the interview. Uh, there is a pipeline from Ohio, from Cleveland to Asheville for holiday or vacation, as you Americans call it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can see that because Ohio go. You can go through the southern tip of Ohio through West Virginia or Kentucky mm-hmm. down into North Carolina, <laughs> like crossover probably the very skinny tip of Virginia. Yeah, and be in North Carolina yeah. pretty quickly. So um, their bartenders were noticing a bunch of folk from Ohio. And so Ohioans? Ohio, uh, from Sheboygan? Oh, no, that's Wisconsin. That's, that's definitely. Sandusky. Yeah, or Dayton. Oh, Daytonites. Detonians. Detonians. What about Akrons? What about them? Akronians? Akron? Akronites? I don't know. I, Cincinnatians. Cincinnatians? Yes. Cincy's. Uh, the, Clevelanders. Believe yeah, land. definitely believe land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but they they noticed that their bartenders noticed there was a big presence of Ohioans coming down to their brew pub. So they said, "Well, what if we started distributing there?" So before they opened in Kentucky, before they opened in Alabama, before they opened in even in Virginia, they were distributing in Ohio. Hmm, that's yep. interesting. Mm-hmm. But they didn't just stop at distribution because we wouldn't be talking about them if that's a. Pretty they're planting st- flags, Andrew. Yeah, they're they're. They're out there claiming their stake. Throwing seed everywhere. Um, oh, whoa. Hold on now. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know how you brew, sir. Oh, I've got hops now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Grow my own. Home Laying your seed. It's technically rhizomes. Eh, potato, potato. Mm. And zygotes. No. Just, just just keep it going. Just read the biology. Let's <laughs> get <laughs> the biology. So for locations, Highwire has done a lot of expansion since they opened. So their original location on the south slope of Asheville is currently used for barrel aging and one-off small batch brewing. It's only a 2,700 square foot tap room located at 197 Hillard Avenue in downtown Asheville. Now, both of our we've both been to the south slope location. Yes. Um, thoughts? It's a garage. It is a garage. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Yep. It is hot. It is un. Uh, you un- walk AC. in, you have about 20 feet of depth. Yep. To the bar from the very front. I don't think it's that much. There's a ramp, I think I recall. I believe there's a ramp. Yep. <laughs> Going yep. in. And they do have video games. And a large garage door. And that's about it. That's about it. Um, now, their second location, they opened in 2015. So two years after they opened. Uh, this is their production facility. This is the big top. Yes, and I have never been to Big Top, but Andrew has. Big Top's the bomb. So uh, it's located in Biltmore Village, so it's about a half a mile from the Biltmore Estate. Yes. Um, it is a 27,000 square foot production so brewing literally facility. literally 10 times bigger? Yep, literally. Uh, it is a brewing facility, tap room, beer garden, and bottle shop. There you go. Uh, they have a permanent food truck on site, and uh, so I was- does that make it a restaurant? No, it is a food truck <clears throat> on blocks. Permanently planted. It's a food truck. It's a non-mobile food truck. It's a food truck that got uh, uh, booted. There you go. <laughs> um, and, but they also, for uh, I was actually, I went through there and picked up some beer uh, during the COVID times this past winter. And they did these neat little, they have this, like for their beer garden, they put these igloos 
over each table area. Oh, like little bubbles? Yeah, little bubbles. Mm -hmm. So they were warm because it was Asheville in December. It was cold as hell. Um, Yeah. uh, And so these little uh, warm bubble igloos on every table, and they had someone um, bringing beers out and things like that. Oh, that's neat. But Laura and I have been there in non-COVID times, and we went there for like accidentally they had like folks come in from either a local um from ohio you know like the local oh. play rights or something and they were like doing like it was a local big play rights yeah it was like would, a, you, would you accidentally run into a production of shakespeare in the park shakespeare at the brewery <laughs> <laughs> shakespeare in the beer garden i don't need your judgment sir just mm-hmm. know that laura and i got very drunk listening to some plays <laughs> surrounded by a lot some, of uh, elizabethan english <laughs> things happen oh. man things happen you didn't see caesar get stabbed did you I'm not saying I didn't stab Caesar. <laughs> They're like, crowd participation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought my own knife. It's cool. I got, it. <laughs> I got this, guys. I got, I got this. this. Sharpened bottle opener. <laughs> grab, grab one of their photo bottles and crack it in. That's right. Uh, so then after the big top, uh, it was a few years later, they opened in 2018 a location in Durham, North Carolina, which for those of you who don't know your geography, Durham is... 45 minutes from Greensboro. It's like halfway in between Greensboro and Raleigh. I was actually going to say, Trav, do you know your geography? <laughs> yes, I do for this one. Uh, it is an 8,844-square-foot 8, 8, tap room and a just shy of 1,700 square foot covered patio and beer garden located at 800 Taylor Street at the Golden Belt Campus. Yep. Uh, they also opened a new another location in Knoxville, which opened in 2019. Hmm. Yeah, this is located in South Knox, so it's uh, across the river from downtown Knoxville. Um, it is 10,187 square feet. I don't know why, but they were dead set on putting their square footage on the I was going to say they're website. very specific. Yeah, they were. Uh, and this is located at 2020 Barber Street. So if you've been to Knoxville, if you've been downtown... I um, That's fair. Um, if you've been downtown, it's... There's a... the Is it the Knox River? James River? I don't know. There's a river running right through it. Um, a river runs through it? Through Knoxville, yeah. Oh. It's, it's weird. Greensboro is weird because we don't have a river. Um but you got you, the Buffalo Creek. Several creeks. <laughs> yeah. Several creeks. Um, but yeah, there's this big r- river that runs right through the town, so it's really steep slopes. But there's a night. I don't I don't know if you can walk across it, truthfully, but there's a lot of bridges you can get across. I, I so. don't know. I, I don't think I've ever been to Knoxville. Uh, then in December of 2020, so during COVID times, they opened up uh, and within you know four or five months from when we're recording this, yep. they opened a location in Wilmington, North Carolina, encroaching on... Uh, some other craft beer territory, which yep. we've covered this year. Uh, a 7,920-square-foot tap room and two outdoor beer gardens located at 1020 Princess Street in the Soda Pop District. Boom, boom, boom. Is that actually a thing? My Soda God. Pop District? Yes. I don't know. I've no. never heard of it. But I'm <laughs> the location was originally a car dealership and was most recently Carolina Carburetor Specialists. Yes. For all your carburetor needs. Yes. For You pull up and they ask, is your carburetor carburetor? Your distributor cap distributing. And then they ask you if you need a shoe shine. Alternators, alternators. Assuming if you need a carburetor fix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is your carburetor working? Yeah. I don't know. I checked it, it looked full to me. <laughs> um there is actually so there are three locations being uh either announced or opening in the next little bit. Um and I don't in know the next the th- year. <laughs> in in the next year? couple months. Yeah, in the next um, few months. I don't know when. I don't know the third one. Uh, I just heard, like I said, I listened to the interview today that was recorded less than a month ago, and it implied that there is a third location that no one's aware of yet opening. Ooh, secret, secret. But it could have also been the the uh, the, the rad location. 
Um, well, there you go. Yeah. So uh, their next location that's going to be opened is going to open summer 2021. And this is for all you bourbon folks out there. Louisville, Kentucky. That's right. I said it. Louisville, Kentucky is Louisville. Getting, Louisville is getting it. Not Louisville. Louisville. Louisville is just west of Winston. Yes. Louisville. 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 Louisville is getting a 5,500 square foot location uh, located at 642 Baxter Avenue. No this, idea. This will, uh, Highwire will be the first out of state brewery to open in Kentucky. They don't take kindly to out of towners around here. <sighs> Mitch McConnell is going to have something to say about this. No, he won't. He doesn't understand anything. He's probably. Rand gonna, Paul is going to have something to say about it. He don't know Jack <laughs> Squat, man. <laughs> If you're good at doctoring, you stay doctoring. You don't get to the Senate. Why, why you do that? Good why at doctoring. You, if you're good at doctoring, you just keep doctoring. I don't know nothing about no craft breweries. God. Well, I mean, the only time that I was concerned, like Kentucky's ever come up in any of our talk- conversations was when Stone was suing that little like <laughs> oh, one gosh. barrel place in Kentucky. Oh, gosh. I forgot about that. Kentucky is not known for their... Uh, oh, craft beer? Craft beer, yeah. So the, the fact that Highwire... Uh, Kentucky's not known for anything besides their uh, liquor. Their derby? Yep. They got their derby. Which is in like two weeks. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, probably, I guess horses can't get COVID. It's like May 2nd or May 5th, the Kentucky Derby's back. I, First weekend in May, baby. You don't remember the derby because the last time we really did the derby was derby. Cinco de Derby. Oh, God, no. Yes. Cinco de Derby was bad. <laughs> Cinco de Derby was awesome. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed myself. I know you did. A little too much. Uh, uh, how many pitches of mar- margaritas did I drink? I made like three. And at least yeah. one of them was mine. <laughs> yeah. So this location in Louisville. Oh, you've already said that 5,500 square feet. Yep. Then let's move on to the last announced location. This is called the Rad Beer Garden. Rad bra. For all you 80s lovers. Uh, uh, it's actually named for the River Arts District. It's actually an acronym. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> so this is coming in summer of 2021. It was announced March 3rd of this year in 2021. This is going to be located in the River Arts District of Asheville. So they are opening up a third location in their hometown of Asheville. Yep. Now, this is primarily actually going to be a distribution center, but there also is a tap room. So it's a 25,000 square foot distribution center. Um, 25,233 square feet right, to be they're, exact. They're very specific. Um, <clears throat> Uh, the tap room will only be a tenth of that space, about 2,500 square feet. Ooh, look at you doing math off the top of your head. I'm not Move that, that drunk. decimal. <laughs> uh, but they also have an additional 5,000 square foot beer garden made of nine repurposed metal shipping containers. Ooh, that's going to be hot in the summer. They're actually only um, two or three sided. Um, oh, okay. So they're, Thank I think God. They took the long side out. I was thinking of pig pounder. Nope. No, <laughs> they no, have like, that one yeah, 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 the, in the, the thing that's like, yep, there you go. That's going to be hot. Yeah, no, they have a, the, the long side, at least one long side on each is open. Oh, so okay. it's more like a, oh, it's not an Adirondack. What is that called? Adirondack. Um, no, it's like there's an A, a name chair. for, yes, I know. But it's like a three-sided shelter t- sort of situation with a roof on it. An attache. I don't know. No. Okay. No, we'll <laughs> move on. Uh, oh, gosh. <sighs> <laughs> we yes. need to stop drinking. <laughs> yep. Well, let's get on to some of their hardware. So while Andrew pours that one, let's get on to some of their hardware. Uh, they have a little bit of story here. I'm going to go in reverse order here. Uh, That's fair. That's great fair. Beer had them labeled as the best new brewery in North Carolina in 2013 when they opened. 2014 saw them win uh, NC Brewers Cup first place for their German-style Pilsner and second place overall for their high-wire lager. 2015 saw them win the NC Brewers Cup gold for specialty beer in the Lion Tamer Rye, which sounds nice. I like a good rye beer. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that. Is that that must have been like they must not make that anymore? I don't think they do. Yeah, and you can see like based on the names, some of these are like 
circus theme. Yeah, and yep. a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Twenty sixteen, they won gold at the GABF for their German Marzen Circus Fest Oktoberfest Lager. Uh, they won the Wireman overalls, which we've talked about before in our Brown Truck Brewery episode. Yep. Didn't think I'd remember that, did you? I didn't. Actually. <laughs> I saw your face. Yeah, okay. sure. <laughs> you weren't there. You don't know. I had to edit the picture on Instagram, and I was like, "Look, all these overalls." <laughs> In 2017, they won Pace Magazine's Best Goza. Uh, they came in 10th. Uh, in the 2017 Pace Magazine Best Goza competition, I'm sorry, yes. they won 10th place for their Citra Goza. Mm-hmm. In 2018, they won uh, World Beer Cup Bronze for their Wood Barrel Aged Beer Style, their Dry Hopped Brett Pale. Hmm. I can get behind a Brett Pale Ale. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, and 2018, Pace Magazine Best IPA, they won 7th place for their Hazy Juicy Hoppy Fresh, which is a series they do, the Hazy Juicy Hoppy... I, Whatever. I think it's. I think fresh is actually part of it, but yes. I think it is too. I think it's like a limeish green can, maybe, or like a pale green. It can. changes depending on um, what hops they use. Yeah, hazy and juicy and hoppy and fresh. That's what they call it. It's yep. just a series. So I was gonna say I do. Yeah, because I was thinking. I remember there are like the what's that called an ampersand, mm-hmm. the Anmark. Oh God, dang! Look at me using my English. Yeah, there's an ampersand between every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. We talk about it in just a minute. Oh darn it! Ah, it's all right. Um, in 28 nope 2019 good lord I yeah the GABF gold for the wooden barrel aged sour beer so they won for their sour brown aged on Palo Santo yes now what this was I did a little bit of research on this functionally it's an Ubrun uh, aged on a South American wood the Palo Santo yeah we've done Palo Santo beer before we have I, yeah Dogfish Head yeah I was gonna say Dog, Dogfish Head does yeah we had the Palo Santo beer from Dogfish Head mm-hmm. I remember that being delicious yeah uh, and the Oud Brun of course just a nice uh, a style fl- that we're both fans brown. of oh yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. both of us would be like yeah if we could get hold of like if you, if you just pass some of that over mm-hmm. here right come on baby you got any of that Oud Brun yeah. mm-hmm. Yep. So now that we talked about their hardware, let's talk about some of the other beer that they brew. So they pride themselves on being a brewery that focuses on both sours and lagers. As far as flagship beers go, we're running mostly IPAs here. They have high pitch mosaic IPA, which we'll be having tonight, high wire lager, which we couldn't find, low pitch hazy IPA, we'll be having double high pitch IPA, the session sour series, which we'll be having one of the rotating flavors of that this evening. Go Getter Locale IPA will be having that as well, and Bed of Nails Brown, which unfortunately it was talked about in the chat this morning, we could not find. Nope. Uh, seasonals, they have four seasonals. They're S'mores Porter, Winter IPA, Zirkus Fest, Oktoberfest. Oh, so they still make the Oktoberfest. Yeah. Well, of course they got it. It's the Zirkus Fest. Of course. Yeah. And Zirkus Fest is good. It's very good beer. Uh, and then they also have their Strongman Coffee Milk Stout. Never had that, but I think I've seen it before. It, it used to be the guy like with the, the barbell. Yeah, the barbell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, with the triangular weights and the. Uh, I think he had round weights. Yeah, the little big, huge belt, like the ball on the end of yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, they also do specialty series like their 10W40 Imperial Stout, hazy and juicy and hoppy and fresh IPA series, and then their Hop Circus, uh, which is their experimental IPA series. Yeah, and we'll be having one of the 10W40 Imperial Stout variants tonight as well mm-hmm. uh then you get into sour and wild ales they do do a lot of like 750 mil and the three 375 uh yeah i've got a th- they do like 
I don't know if it's 375 or it's a 375. It? I've got a 375, uh, uh, maybe it's 500, but it's either 375 or 500 mil bottle. They do some odd sized ones. Let me see what I, I got. think. Hold on. Um, those sour and wild oils include Flanders, a gin fizz, various saisons, different Fodor age variety beers, a grisette, and various Brett brews. Andrew is pulling one out of the cabinet right behind me. That's a little... Uh, That's 375. 375 mil guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I decided not to do this, but I did have a bottle of their double oaked sour pub ale. Mm. When I went, uh, when I was over at the Big Top in December, I was uh, they had a list of stuff that they had available. I go in there, it's like, I want this. Oh, we're out of that. I want this. I'm out of that. What do you have? And they ran through the list. I was like, I have this pub beer that's been soured. I was like, I'll take that. Uh, there's a couple other things I almost bought, but then we bought like a case of beer for like 15 bucks. They were running like a really good deal. So, yep. Well, that pretty much brings us through all of their beers and that is going to bring us to the end of our episode tonight. Uh, we are going to break this like we did burial. We got a little, Andrew, Andrew got to pontificating during the tasting. Is it my fault this time? (laughs) It is because burial was probably my fault because Uh, I insisted on that one. And now (laughs) Highwire is going to be your fault. So, uh, like we did, Barry, we're going to break this one up into two episodes. So, this week was a history. Next week will be our tasting portion of the show. Yep. So, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at brew underscore news. You can follow us on Instagram at brew news pod. From there, you can see all of our photos, obviously, check out what we're doing. Uh, and I do, when I brew, I do stories. So, if you want to learn a little bit about my brewing style or what I'm brewing that week, uh, jump if you want in. to see Andrew brew boiling hot liquid in open-toed shoes or no shoes at all um, i usually am wearing <laughs> flip-flops <laughs> yes at least the bottoms of his feet are safe. but pants are optional yes most of the time it's shorts i mean now it is we're, yeah. we're, we're in short season baby yes uh you can also shoot us an email at brewnewspod at gmail.com if you have any thoughts or suggestions for breweries that you would like to see styles anything like that uh if you would like to subscribe and leave us a rating, we appreciate it. It helps us in the views, and uh, we appreciate all of your feedback. We do have a website. Nope. No, we don't. Yeah. yeah. Technically, technically. Technically, we do. Uh, you can follow us on Untapped Andrews at Tuba Steve. I'm at Mather Nuts. I'm probably the more yeah, active say, follow. Yet again. I'm like the mm-hmm. website. You can you can do it. Just don't. It's- Andrew just randomly <laughs> pops his head out of the ground, checks in five beers, and goes back dark for six months. I check in beers when I travel. Yes. That's how you know when to rob my house. Yes. Because I'm checking in stuff if on If he's on tap. tap. <laughs> uh, other than that, we thank you guys as always for your continued support and for tuning in. And we hope you enjoyed the history of Hawaii Brewing. We will see you next week for the tasting portion. Cheers. Cheers.